0: Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by this is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family.
1: This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to Hallow.com breadbox. Perfect. Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect.
0: Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? you got to have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder.
1: Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the
0: program, everybody.
1: This is Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you. And thank you so much for tuning in today and really listening to Patchwork Heart Radio wherever Patchwork Heart Radio can be found. Uh, we appreciate you listening to our newest show, Sowing Hope, and we also appreciate you listening to uh, this program, Young Catholics Respond. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about our ministry today because I have a wonderful friend and guest. For you, her name is Susan Tassoni, and she has long been a passionate champion for the Holy Souls in Purgatory, and is recognized as leading a worldwide Purgatory movement. She is the award-winning author of 13 bestsellers, including Jesus Speaks to Faustina and You, Day by Day with Saint Faustina, her latest book, Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and in Times of Suffering that we're going to be talking about today. And Susan shares her passion for saving souls through the innumerable speaking engagements she has throughout the country. More than a dozen cardinals and bishops around the world have endorsed her works. She is a frequent and popular guest on national radio and television programs, as well as having a major impact through social media. EWTN Global Catholic Network declared that Susan is the all-time best-selling author in the history of EWTN. In 2017, she appeared on the cover of Catholic Digest, and in 2013, she was featured in the groundbreaking documentary, Purgatory, the Forgotten Church. She brings her unique style and penetrating message to a new generation. Through her tireless work she raises awareness of purgatory as well as donations for Masses for the Holy Souls. Susan holds a Master's Degree in Religious Education from Loyola University, Chicago, and in addition to her numerous awards, she has had the privilege and honor of being granted two private audiences with St. John Paul II, who bestowed a special blessing on her for her ministry to the Holy Souls. You can learn more about her at susandasoni.com, but Susan, welcome to the program, and thank you so very much for joining me today on Young Catholics Respond.
2: And Bill, as always, it's always good to catch up with you. I've known you since I was a purgatory baby, and I've just, <laughs> and, and now purgatory has grown up, and we, we've branched out to uh, Faustina in the Souls, and the Eucharist, <laughs> and Adoration, so um and you're always the first one I I reach out to to kick off a book, so it's great always to catch up with you. And, and you're always one of my favorite uh, radio interviewers. You're good at it, Bill. You're you've got you've got that that radio touch, that radio voice too.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Susan. <laughs> it's great to be with you, and I'm so excited to talk about your latest book with you today uh, because you know I was telling you off the air. I really think this is uh, my my favorite book of yours when it comes to. The, the Faustina series of your writing, uh, and it's called Praying with, Faustina, or Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and in Times of Suffering. Uh, and so I just want to ask you, and this is such a pertinent time, I mean, we're here in Lent now, uh, and so what makes this book different from the other devotionals on Lent? Because there are so many Lenten devotionals out there.
2: There are, and they're very good, and I didn't plan on doing something. I mean, I had a thought of doing it, but I always attribute writing the Faustina books with a phone call that I get from Father Dan once I w- finish a book on Faustina. There he is calling up and saying, have you thought of this? And and I, and I it's gotten to be a pattern because it's six books later, so I know when I get his call, this is serious. But right during lockdown, Bill, um, the COVID lockdown in last March, I you know I was I was just coming out with Jesus speaks to uh, uh Faustina and you and I noticed from the books that that I've done there's always him telling Faustina and us to focus on his passion and so when and I was mulling that over thinking gosh it would be a nice thing to do for lent but you you just it's it was a thought but when Father Dan calls it the thought becomes a reality and I knew that was another signal that this is this is what I want to do. And he was um, he was very moved by the stations. I always make sure I have in, in the last books so the stations are very powerful prayers. And, and with Faustina and Jesus, she was able to, you know, visualize the stations. She had visions. She had revelations. And she actually experienced the stigmata. And but it was invisible. And we don't hear it. It's kind of hidden in the diary. And so. So that's why I, I, I realized, you know, well, how is this book any different than any other Lenten devotional? And indeed it is because it focuses on the passion, Bill, through the words of Jesus and Faustina. So the focus is coming from the actual words of Jesus and Faustina, which makes it very unique and special. So and, and especially now, Bill, it addresses the terrible times and the terrible sufferings that we're experiencing you really don't find a contemporary book like this because I've, I've looked, and um, and there's never been a combination like this with Jesus and Faustina. You know, he Jesus told Faustina many things about his passion, and so I wanted to capture his words about his sorrows, his sacrificial death that he spoke of to her and is saying to us. So here's an example, and it's it's, it's right at uh, on Ash Wednesday because I do 50 days. I start with. Shrove Tuesday, and I go to Divine Mercy Sunday, and it's Jesus and Faustina speaking about the passion, about suffering. Um, And so on Ash Wednesday, he said, you please me most when you meditate on my sorrowful passion. There it is. The contemplation of my painful wounds is of great profit to you, and it brings me great joy. So what is he saying? What brings him joy? What does he want us to do? Meditate on his wounds. Um, what I learned, Bill, um, from a, a, a wise priest that in, uh, before Vatican II, you know, we had the practice which we still do today of praying the Stations of the Cross. Well, he told me that focusing and meditating on his wounds was right alongside the Stations. So during Lent, that's what people did. They they meditated on his wounds along with the Stations of the Cross, which I thought was very interesting. Um, so that makes it unique. Another unique feature of the book is what I love. It, I didn't want to limit the book just to Lent. I just didn't want it to have to come out once a year. I wanted to be perennial. Well, we have a unique feature of the book um, uh, every day, and it's called In Times of Suffering, and that's part of the title. And we, when the reason is that we, we all know, you know, that suffering isn't limited to Lent, you know, that Faustina suffered. Um, and there's a difference between, again, this wise priest was telling me, there's a difference between suffering and pain. She suffered emotionally, which we do. She had a terminal illness. She had the stigmata. She experienced the passion uh, in her body. She suffered emotionally because the sisters didn't believe she was sick and they thought she was trying to avoid work. They made fun of her. They insulted her. They actually called her a nickname, Dump. Um, She suffered mentally because she was having these revelations, these visions of Jesus um, and Mary for about three years. And she started to doubt herself and thought that she was, you know, it was she was going crazy. Um, So and, and and above all, she was given the task from Jesus to spread the message of divine mercy. And she had no idea how she would do that from a convent. So, so, there is suffering, you know, um you know what's the purpose of suffering? Why do we have it? Is there any value? Well, she yes, yes, and yes, because she had the best teacher. Jesus told her how to handle suffering, and he shared with her, and this is all in the book, the value of suffering and how how our daily work can be transformed into a sacrifice, a sacrifice for. A peace in our families, a sacrifice for peace in the world, for peace in our own hearts, for conversion of sinners, and of course, sacrifice for the souls in purgatory because she she had a very close relationship with them. And he said, Jesus said to her and us, he said, "Join your little sacrifices to my sorrowful passion." He said, "The smallest sacrifice finds great value in my eyes." Um, and he also told her why. Um, meditating on his passion was important to him and this is a spoiler alert because of his love for you so so these are the kinds of things that I wanted to capture in the book and and, 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 and lay out for the reader because there's nothing like it
1: no, you know it's very uh, a beautifully laid out book, and for and for the listeners, when you order this book, uh, as Susan said, it's a conversation. There's a conversational portion of this between Faustina and Jesus. The other thing that you include in here, Susan, uh, is you know every day a prayer for the Holy Church and priests, uh, which is which is very very cool uh, that you uh, really focus, um, you know, a lot of a lot of this on. Uh, praying for our priests and for, you know, church, because it is so important that we that we do this. Uh, so, the you know, the layout of this book is just wonderful. And, you know, there's short prayers, there's meditations. I love, as you mentioned in there, about the, uh, you know, in times of suffering sections, because, you know, suffering is year-round. <laughs> suffering yes. is year-round. It, it's not just, um, you know, meant for uh, you know Lent, so that's wonderful, but of course, being in Lent uh and focusing on the you know the passion how does how does really delving into the passion uh and by meditating and 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 really praying through it benefit us? How does it help us grow closer to Christ during this season uh, of, yes. of Lent
2: Yes bill the, uh, well actually, Faustina shares the benefits she received when meditating on his on his sufferings and and, and again, this is all from the diary that's in the book. She said, when I meditate upon the passion of Jesus, I get a clear understanding of many things I could not comprehend before. So she gets clarity. She gets clarity of of, of, of uh, her role in life. She gets clarity of the value of her suffering. We, you know, I mean, you, we can say that, Bill. I know when I pray um, and, and meditate, you know not only on the passion, but when I, when you pray the rosary, you meditate on the mysteries, which include the passion, you, you know, you get these ideas, you get light. And I even keep a, a pad of paper next to me because when I'm praying, uh, something will come to my mind. And I know that that, that's part of it, that things, things we can't, that we couldn't comprehend. And that, that could mean too, uh, you know, like things that we experience, um, in everyday life, you know, things that we experience with people or situations, when you pray, or you focus on, on Him and His passion and, and the, the Rosary. Um, you, you do get comprehension. You do get some understanding um, of what's why this happened. And I, I don't know. If I I have to, I can only speak for myself because I know that happens. But she said too. She that he um um he wanted her to learn humility. In in terms of reflecting on the passion and the humility is one of the greatest virtues that our lady uh, said to her, you know, um, that pleases her pleases our lady and pleases God the most. She said, humility, humility, humility. Um, And he says that too. Uh, He also, she said, when she immersed herself in the passion, this was powerful. She said the great worth of the human soul and the great evil of sin were revealed to her. And she said, Jesus gave me to know of the sufferings he experienced there. The world will learn about them on the day of judgment. My soul was filled with pain and longing in my soul. And here's the part where, you know, the worth I felt great hatred for sin. And even the smallest infidelity on my part seemed to me like a huge mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she also, she also said, you know, when I meditate on his passion, my physical sufferings are lessened. You know, I was kind of reluctant to, you know, um, to, to say that. But, you know, um, she experienced it. And, and, you know, if we do too, that's great. I, I don't know if, you know, how often that happens. But, you know, give it a try. So the fruit of meditating on the passion leads to greater sacrifice. Um, it, it, it makes us more compassionate. Um, it also um, we become the one we befriend, which is you know like Jesus she you know her goal was to do good, her goal was to practice mercy um, uh, she wanted uh, to show mercy uh, jesus mercy through through her um, and so she she just went about you know doing that, loving and forgiving, and you know it's you know it's also I want to add this bill it's not enough to think about the passion. You know, but we and, and what she did, she she, you know, each day that we have to we have to incorporate the passion of humanity. And, and by this, we'll see not only when we do that, we'll see the evil of the world, but we'll also see the love that exists. So each day, for example, many people give themselves family members um, to others and sacrifice. Um, look at the first responders. You know, look at look at the doctors look at all those who have sacrificed their lives for for those that um th- you know that suffered with with this virus so so Faustina was very concerned for for the well-being of others
1: awesome so you know it's so good uh to to hear the the encouragement and the lift <laughs> and the lifting up um through the words of Faustina that you're sharing with us and just the and just the spirit of you know who she is and how um, it really has helped lift up souls and give them peace and give them it just is awesome to hear that susan um, it is
2: so I have to interject this I'm yes. just, i just curiosity has just gotten me why you know i 've written six books on fussy and i 've written nine books on purgatory. Would you just share with me and the listeners why do you think this because i 'm curious why do you think this book is the best out of the six?
1: You know, the reason why I say that, Susan, is because of how organized it is. Not that the other ones weren't, but the organization in this book and the depth of it um, is, is, you know, two things that I really, really enjoy about it. Uh, I, as I mentioned to you before uh, we got on uh, the air, I said uh, that, you know, I'm going to be using this myself during during, uh, this Lenten season. But um, what I like about it is the conversational portion uh-huh. followed by the prayer. And the other thing is your prayers are so very short, you know, and they're meaningful and they have a deep, deep, um, you know, connection to what you've just read, you know, in the, in the conversation with Jesus and Mary. And then uh, I love that in times of suffering uh, portion as well. There's just such a great layout um, of this book and, and, And the depth that, you know, the wisdom that you receive from the Holy Spirit, too, to be able to, uh, pair up the, the, uh, the different conversational portions of the diary, you know, I mean, I mean, you're pulling from different paragraphs. I mean, you have the paragraphs quoted, but it's, you know, it's just such awesomeness to see how you have, you know, done so much extensive research on this, you know, and of course you've gone to the diary six times. So, so, uh, you know, you know, it probably like the back of your hand. Um, But, but that's the reason why I uh, love this book. And I, I really encourage people to get it.
2: Yeah. they've sold you know bill the the president of sofia said that to me too he said this is your best and i was just i was startled by it um and and you know i i uh i can see the fruits of it because the book has only been out four weeks bill and they've sold six thousand copies <laughs> i so obviously you know you get so close to it you go well you know but i do you you do appreciate what it took to find these kinds of conversations and to hit on things that see, you know, you could write something. It could be very abstract about suffering, you know, suffering. And and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have real suffering that she experienced, that we experienced and that Jesus experienced. And how do you handle it? So there's, it's in there, there's practical stuff on how she, you know, what she suffered, how she handled the nuns, Mm -hmm. how she handled her family, who she prayed for. What Jesus told her how to handle suffering. So, so I, I that was I that was the goal I was trying to capture. Um, and then you got to lay it out in 50 days. And so I, I learned too. You learn a lot on the seventh day on Sundays. Sunday is not a day is not Lent. Sunday is the feast of the resurrection. Um, so uh, so I made sure that on Sundays Bill, it wasn't focused on Lent. It was focused on the, on either the Eucharist or or um, you know, uh, right. the uh, everlasting life. So, so yeah, thank you. You really, you know, you really captured the depth of it. You get, I could tell you read it, you're reading it too. <laughs> Obvious. Yes. Um, I'll go ahead. So yeah. I just think that, that was very helpful.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, what I want to do, real quick, Susan, is take a short break here, and then when we come back, uh, continue talking about this because there's, you know, there's so much we, you know, can pack into a half hour interview. So we're going to take a very short break here on Young Catholics Respond, and then come back and continue our conversation with Susan Tisoni. Don't go
0: anywhere, folks. The Contemplative Stations of the Cross audio devotional is now available from Patchwork Heart Ministry. This devotional features an introduction and overview of the theology, history, and spirituality of the Stations of the Cross by Father Bill Zimmer, a priest of the Archdiocese of Chicago, along with an audio version of the Contemplative Stations of the Cross, led by author Bill Snyder, and the Stabat Mater, chanted in Latin by Marissa Ellison. CDs are $7.99, and digital downloads are only $3.99. Copies may be purchased by visiting patchworkheart.org or calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278.
1: Hi, everybody. Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts check it out at patchworkheart.org. Your heart is always beating,
0: but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. Today, I'm talking with Susan Tussoni. She is a champion for the holy souls in purgatory and also uh, a prolific author. Uh, Her latest book that we're talking about on today's program is Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and in Times of Suffering. It's a wonderful, new, uh, best-selling book from Sophia Press, uh, and it's wonderful, Uh, So, Susan, you know, we're talking about St. Faustina. We're talking about how important the passion is uh, to meditate on. And, um, you know, so I would just love to pick up that conversation and continue talking with you about where Jesus emphasizes. uh, What are the points of emphasis uh, when he talks about the passion?
2: Very excellent. You know, that's a good point. First of all, one of the emphasis is his wounds. He said, meditate on my wounds. It brings me great joy. Um, it gives your soul a distinct beauty. Uh, he said, uh, the, the wounds, uh, uh, in fact, uh, I think we already talked about that. It's his wounds that, um, that, uh, uh that were, you know, we focused on, you know, before Vatican two, if we want to please him and delight him, that's what he's asking for because it opens the window on how to please him. He says, when you meditate on my wounds, uh, meditate on my painful wounds, it's of great profit to you. And it brings me great joy. He said, there are few souls that contemplate my passion with true feeling. I give great graces to souls who meditate devoutly on my passion. Um, it refreshes him. Um, so so that's one thing. The other thing he emphasizes, Bill, is his love, his great love, that the passion is the fullness of his love, because he could have just sighed in the manger and saved the world, but he, he wanted to make it real clear that he suffered and died. You know, He suffered mm-hmm. an excruciating death, excruciating means from the cross. And he said, Remember my passion. If you don't believe my words, at least believe my wounds. He said, I came down from heaven out of love for you. I live for you. I died for you. I created you. Um, my love will never change. We're not an accident. He chose us. We're one of a kind. We're put here at this time in history to fulfill his purpose. And only you can fulfill that purpose. Um, another thing, again, which which uh, I focus on that he says, he tells her to pray the way of the cross, the stations of the cross. And again, we have this incredible The stations are from him, his description, her description, her revelations and meditations interspersed in the stations. Um, uh, So he says, pray the stations. And and if you can't, you know, um, you could do them mentally or you could do them at home. In fact, there's a pope story I want to share. There was a, uh, a nun that was on duty at a mother house. She was doing a final check before retiring and things had to be perfect in order. So she was shutting lights off in the chapel until she heard some noises in the aisle. And she looked down the aisle and there was the visiting bishop on his knees going from station to station. And so she kept the lights on. But the next morning she shared at recreation what she saw, not realizing that that would be St. John Paul II. See, he he was a man of simple piety. He suffered with the people of his time. He knew hardship. He knew pain. And he united and summed it up everything, all this in the quiet practice of going from station to station in many a church and chapel. It's very powerful to pray the stations because of the indulgences that are attached. Also because uh, the, the stations, also uh, the indulgence attached to the stations are um, are uh, very helpful to the souls in purgatory because she also prayed for the souls during Lent, which are, here's some of the things that she did during Lent. She, you know, she, she did fasted. She fasted. And if you can't fast, we have a litany of fasting. There's litanies in the book that are very powerful. She prayed the chaplet. Every six minutes, somebody dies of COVID. He he stressed, I can't tell you how much to say the chaplet for the dying. You could do that. She persevered in prayer. Even when things look dark and bleak like we see today, this is exercising our faith. She says, don't stop praying and fasting and offering up your sufferings because your sufferings help to rest your souls. He says there's but one price of which souls are bought, and that is suffering united to my suffering on the cross. It, it gives great um, delight to him, and uh, it's it's very powerful before the Father. He said that our sufferings become a source of our own sanctification. So in the book, there's many ways and explanations on how she suffered, how she coped with suffering, what she did, what Jesus said, so we don't we don't have to go into it. You, you can get the book for that. So, um, what else did she do? She had a great devotion to Our Lady. Um, you know, when you get to know Jesus, get close to the Blessed Mother. Our, our Lady was there during the Passion. She was at His side. So, develop a relationship with the Lady, with Our Lady, and that is, of course, praying the Stations of the Cross. Um, and she prayed litanies, which actually are forms of intercessory power for plagues, for peace, um, for pardon, uh, for protection. Uh, and so we have special litanies in there. Um, we have a wound section because I said he focused on his wounds, so you've got most rare litanies and prayers on the wounds of Jesus that are in, in the book. So those are some of the practical things that she did.
1: Awesome stuff, Susan. You know, there, you know, it, it's so awesome to talk with you as always. Uh, I want to, uh, and, and just you have, you know, Put together, you know, an amazing book. I encourage everybody to go out and get this book uh, now. And so uh, I want to ask you where people can get it and how they can get access to it because it's a must-have for this Lent.
2: You know, I it's it's actually next to my adoration in the Souls book. I, I really enjoyed the book. You can go to EWTN. You support, you know, you support your Catholic you know, your Catholic organizations, um, and of course, it's always on Amazon. Um, it, it's it's available everywhere, actually. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to add, Bill, um, confession. He says, don't put off confession, that it displeases him, because it's confession. It's the tribunal of mercy. It's the miracle of miracles. And we have a special section on uh, Jesus and Faustina, on making a good confession, uh, and some tips that he gave, her and us and that and, and her her uh, her feedback on it as well. So when you go to confession, you build peace in your lives. And when you go to confession, do it monthly as the church recommends. Because we had some families that have died this past year, and one of them was from COVID. And I can't tell you, Bill, how hard it was for me to get a priest there. So it tells you two things: to pray for vocation of priest, which again I have in this book, um, and to you know make sure that your soul is in right order with god that you're in the boat that you're doing his will um and go to confession because you don't know you know look what happened it took me hours to find somebody and this priest drove three hours to get to her in some rural place in iowa so go to confession because you don't know you know there might not be a priest and it does point to the shortage of priests so uh, he stresses it's a big thing um she's dependent on confession deliver vocation and confession was a lifeline for her. So please go to confession regularly once a month as the church recommends.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely, Susan. Two things to do this Lent. Make sure you get to the sacrament of confession, as Susan just said. And number two, uh, make sure you deepen your prayer life with great resources like this. Praying with Jesus and Faustina during Lent and in times of suffering by Susan Tassoni. Get it wherever books are found, but always support your local Catholic bookstores first. Uh with that being said, Susan, thank you so much for uh, being on Young Catholics Respond. It's always so awesome to have you. So thank you.
2: Young Catholics, because, you know, we're passing the torch on to you, and you have the resources and the riches of the church. They're all there for you, you know, and, and at, at no cost.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, folks, this has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond. Until next time, keep beating to your Catholic
0: heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry. Did you enjoy this
1: podcast? Listen to other podcasts from Patchwork Heart Ministry by following Patchwork Heart Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit avemarialaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.